Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. She grew up with the children of the stars. Welcome to another edition of the LA Kings podcast on the Believe Network. I'm your co-host Shannon Bentley, joined by ex-NHLer Kevin McClellan. So Kevin, in the last eight games, our team, the LA Kings, have done pretty well. Five wins, two losses, and one shootout loss. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, it's always tough playing these games at the end of the season when they know they're out. You saw Dowdy's comment, just wanting the season to get over. You know, that's just... uh, Tough for these guys not to make the playoffs, and they're trying to do their best. And, you know, a mixed bag of results the last few games, but uh, a lot of positives that you can look at moving forward for the LA Kings. Absolutely. They've had a theme going that they've announced from the, the locker room. They're going to play for each other until the season ends. I think that's a pretty good idea. It is, and you see that last night, you know, uh, I think it was Clifford. Uh, someone took a little bit of a shot at Martinez, and Clifford jumped in yep. there and uh, had a little bit, bit of fisticuffs. So that's a great attitude. It's been a tough year on these guys. Uh, uh, but, you know, they're still fighting until the end, and that's what you want. And they're starting to add, add and inject uh, new uh, blood into the lineup, which I think uh, guys are doing real well and uh, bodes well for the future of the L.A. Kings. Yeah, against uh, Arizona, Clifford actually had the Gordy Howe hat trick, which is uh, one fight, one goal, and one assist. He had a great game against Arizona. Yeah, him and Lewis and uh, the Carter line's been doing pretty well. And, uh, you know, when these guys are getting a little extra ice time, you know, they're actually uh, producing the point uh, category too. But, you know, that's a good night for him last night, obviously, and uh, finding a little bit of a scoring touch. Desjardins been throwing them out there um, on line number one right off the top of the game. Is that kind of a, a reward for, for good play? It is and anytime you earn ice time or get rewarded and uh, uh, get that extra ice time uh, you're going to get put in those positions but it's a line that's a big tough line that uh, you know they can uh, establish a four check early in a game and let the other team know that it's going to be a hard night when they just dump pucks in and go and crash and bang and create a lot of havoc out there. Yeah. Now, their other wins uh, came with, I guess, Chicago on March 30th. That was a great game as well. It was an overtime win. Yeah, and that was a good win. And obviously, one of their leaders uh, scored the game winner, uh, Dowdy. And uh, again, that was uh, a good win coming off of some of those bad losses before that. So again, uh, uh, they're scratching out wins here. They they went into a building last night where that team had a lot to play for, Arizona, and, uh, you know, still a playoff opportunity. and. You know, that's what the Kings are liking right now. They relish that to, uh, you know, beat these teams off that are going into the playoffs. Yeah, speaking of the playoffs, uh, that was a huge game for Arizona. They are kind of battling it out right now with Colorado. Um, there's there's a four-point differential. Colorado's got 88 points. Arizona's got 84. And both teams have a huge lineup ahead of them. Colorado's got Winnipeg. And then San Jose and Arizona is battling against Vegas and then Winnipeg. So neither one of them has a break ahead of them. No, the big thing is though they're playing teams that are in the playoffs and maybe hopefully they'll catch a couple of those teams, uh, you know, resting a few players. But again, uh, 
you know, they're all going to be, you know, hard uh, hockey games for them, and it's mm-hmm. going to come right down to the end for sure. Should be Cam- super Cam- exciting. Yeah, Campbell had a great game last night. Wow, man, he faced he sure a, lot did. Of, a lot of rubber. I think they got 50 shots. That was the first time they got 50 shots in Arizona since 1980, 1998, I think. So they put a lot of rubber at them. The kids stood tall, and uh, they got a huge win in, in Arizona last night. Yeah, it was definitely a record for him. The shots, oh, yeah. on, the shots against him, yeah. Yeah, that's a record. That's good for the kid. And, uh, you know, he's been in there for a few games lately, and he's uh, he's been getting the results. He's been getting the wins. Uh, you know, Quick's had a little bit of a struggle getting pulled in the last couple of games. But, uh, again, uh, you know, they got their goaltending solidified, I think, uh, going into next year. And uh, it's great to see Campbell come in there and have such a good game. Yeah, it beats his career high of 46 shots against. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is. And I think actually the actual game sheet was they actually got 50 shots. So he had wow. four, 49 saves last night. Um, it was good. But a couple other things happened. Uh, obviously, Kopitar played his thousandth game. And uh, yeah. for the same team, that's incredible, man. I, I just couldn't imagine that uh, to play a thousand games with the same team. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. that often. Dowdy. No. Dowdy played his 408th consecutive game, and uh, that that's incredible too. Consecutive yeah. without uh, going out with a flu or an injury or something like that. Uh, that's a, well, a tribute to him. Exactly, especially the way he plays too. He plays hard every night. So 408 for him is more impressive than 408 for just anybody. Oh, for sure. He he sacrifices. He blocks shots. Uh, you know, he plays a robust game, and he actually keeps Kachuk out of the lineup when they're playing Calgary. So that's a good thing. Yeah, wasn't that that was crazy? I couldn't believe they pulled him. Now is that just so that there's no injuries <coughs> incurred by the Flames? Yeah, well, they, that night they were surprised with the loss, the seven-two loss. They had uh, four of their top D out and two of their top forwards. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that Calgary team looks like a pretty deep team and uh, may yeah. take a big, deep uh, run in the playoffs. But yeah, getting back to the Kajuk thing, it was just a lot of stuff that was, uh, you know, said in the papers. And, uh, you know, they just felt it was probably a good night for Kachuk to stay out. So uh, yeah. no- nothing else flared up for sure. But probably <laughs> probably the the most disappointed guy to find out Kachuk was out of the lineup that night would have been Drew Doughty for sure. I bet. One person that did show up in the lineup was Kovalchuk. He came back for the game against Calgary. Yeah, he's sitting on that fourth line there, so I wonder how he's uh, how he's dealing with that. But <laughs> you know, hopefully, he's that type of guy that uh, you know takes his minutes out there, still part of the team, and uh, you know uh, get away from that uh, bad taste in his mouth he had a couple weeks ago. But uh, uh, he's not getting the minutes that he used to play in. And uh, sometimes at the end of your career, I mean, you saw Jaeger do it. Jaeger was one of those guys that was always uh, a real top uh, top guy, obviously, when he played. And, you know, he went to some teams at the end of his career and, you know, just fit in, kept his mouth shut, went out there and played. And that's what Kovalchuk needs to do. Yeah, let's hope he can do that. He's got, what, two years left on the contract with L.A.? Two years. That's going to be interesting this summer to see what happens with that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think of those two new signings, two young kids there? 
They got that Blake Lysette there that signed out of uh, St. Cloud State, and he's supposed to be going right to uh, L.A. here soon, so we might see him in the lineup very soon. But, you know, now they're putting the pieces of the puzzles into the into next year, so it's some it's good that uh, some of these young kids are getting signed. That kid, that Steve Drewsy, that was uh, in the Muzzin deal, he just signed an entry-level contract. So they're starting yep. to put, put the pieces into place here now. They seem to be stacking up uh... – <laughs> Pun intended. The goalies, um, they've got three really impressive young goalies now, um, but they've got such a deep field already. Are they? Do you think that indicates anything for Campbell and Quick for the well, coming season? Well, I don't know. You know, it's going to be a decision what they're going to do with Quick. They got a lot of, like you said, they got a lot of depth in the goaltending. But you know, you got to remember, goaltenders sometimes they uh, they peak a little early and it takes them a little longer. So. You know they're they're uh, doing well with them back in the, in their farm system, and mm-hmm. if they decide to do something with uh, Mr. Quick, uh, then all of a sudden they got Campbell and they got a couple of young guys that uh, they'll be well in goal for the years to come for sure. Yeah, and actually Campbell has a higher save percentage than Quick right now. He's been playing fantastic when he does get the chance. Yeah, he has, and uh, you know. You could look into a lot of things like that. Obviously, he's playing great, taking nothing away from him. But, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes he gets the easier games, too. And yeah. uh, Quick gets the other games. But I think a lot of it is, True. you know, defensemen moving in and out of the lineup. Sometimes maybe one night the chemistry is not as good as, uh, as in the next night. So, again, sometimes when you go in there and you get a goaltender in there, the team plays a little harder. I'm not saying they're playing harder for Campbell and Quick, but... Uh, uh, looks like Campbell's getting the results right now. And like you said, a save percentage is better. So they got two guys they can count on there and, you know, see what happens this summertime with their goaltending situation. Yeah. And now speaking of lineups, um, Leipzig and McDermott seem to be on the IR right now. So what, uh, have you heard anything new about that? No, they're just probably guys that are a little maybe nicked up and, uh, uh, you know, they probably, uh, you know, not going to put them in. I know that, uh, Leipzig, uh, uh, they said he probably wouldn't play the rest of the season. So, oh, is that right? Yeah, it's uh, oh, okay. No, no sense forcing these guys back. Uh, you know, they're uh, finishing the season out. Uh, they know what they can do, and you know, no sense putting uh, a guy in there that's a little bit banged up when you got healthy guys sitting around. Yeah, McDermott had that huge hit in Calgary, which I think probably uh, contributed to the injury. Oh yeah, those guys are big boys nowadays. I tell you. <laughs> they're they're moving fast. I was down in Vegas and uh, uh, this weekend for Darren Banks's golf tournament down there. Got to see a lot of uh, old familiar faces, but we got to go see the Vegas Knights game against Minnesota. Oh, and nice! I went, and I went and sat right on the glass, and I'm going, man, did I play in this league really? Like you got to be kidding me! <laughs> like it was. Uh, these guys are big and fast nowadays for sure. I would have had a hard time keeping up. Does it seem a lot faster to you? Yeah, it does. They're moving a lot faster out there, and uh, uh, like I said, they're a lot bigger and stronger. There's not much, as much hitting and stuff like that, but when there is a collision, boy, you can feel it uh, sitting in the stands. What's the biggest difference between hockey today and hockey when you play? Well, obviously, they've taken out a lot of the fighting, and uh, uh, you know, there's none of that. You know, the crowd uh, Reeves was out there a couple times. Uh, and obviously the crowd know he's a tough guy. So every time he went to take a hit, they were yelling fight and uh, they were looking for a fight. But uh, again, it's just uh, the physicalness. We used to go out there and police the game. Now now you got the referees policing it and uh, mm. uh, the guys are bigger and faster and stronger for sure. Uh, but uh, the game's still the same as when I played. 
uh, who's got the most goals at the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's take a look at um, the East just for a second. There, it's a very tight race there for the last wildcard spot between Carolina, Columbus, and Montreal. What are your predictions? I think I, Columbus had a bit of a clunker last night, but I think Columbus will get in for sure. I think Montreal yeah. might be Montreal might be the team uh, looking on the outside. But again, it does. It, you never know. I yeah. mean, any, anybody can beat anybody on any given night in this league. It's uh, it's it's weird. One night you see a team going and uh, spank a team, and then the next night they go and lay an egg. So again. <laughs> It's uh, whoever's going to get in is going to be, be the team that's uh, playing the best hockey the last couple games here. Yeah, and Montreal definitely has the t- tougher schedule ahead of them. They're uh, playing Washington Capitals, who's number one in the Metropolitan Division. And then they're right on to Toronto, who's number three in the Atlantic Division. So they've definitely got uh, the tougher schedule. Carolina and Columbus both are playing teams for the rest of the schedule that are not in the playoffs. So they've got a little bit of an easier ride. Yeah, it does. And on paper, it looks good. But I tell you what, I, I wouldn't want to be playing those teams uh, that aren't in the playoffs. You saw last night uh, uh, what L.A. did to Arizona. Um, you know, when you're talking about Washington and Toronto, they might be resting a few guys down the stretch. They might put their backup goaltender in. So maybe that's a blessing in disguise for Montreal. These other teams that uh, uh, Carolina – Carolina's playing and Columbus are playing. Um, they're going to put their full lineup in. They're going to try and make a good uh, impression last couple games. So, again, uh, I'd rather probably be playing the teams uh, uh, that were in the playoffs. True. That's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. So, the Kings have two games remaining in the schedule for this year. They're visiting the Ducks next and what can we say about that game? It's just going to be good old-fashioned rivalry. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know, was LA lost them last time they played? I, I, I think yeah. so. LA is going to go in there. They're going to go in on a high of last night's uh, game, and uh, yeah, uh, they're they're old saying they're playing for each other, so they'll go in there, and I, I predict that they'll win that game. I think they will too. I definitely think they will too. And then they're at home for their final game to the Vegas Golden Knights, so that uh, that will be an interesting game. Yeah, well, for sure. Uh, you know, they're starting to have a little bit of a rivalry there, for sure. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. going to be uh, obviously it's going to be uh, LA's last game of the season, so they're going to want to go out and conduct themselves in a good manner, for sure. Vegas is going to come in. You know, they'll probably you know come in there with uh, their backup goaltender, a few guys out of the lineup, getting ready for the playoffs. So it's another winnable game for LA, for sure. Yeah, Vegas has already clinched the spot, so they don't really have too much to uh, play for. Uh, they got a heck of a hockey team, though. I know they lost to Minnesota that night, uh, but Dubinick, the goaltender, stood on his head. But they got a pretty exciting hockey team there in uh, in Vegas. I tell you what, the atmosphere that they provide uh, as an entertainment value in Vegas, wow, it's unbelievable. Is you that know? right? What's the game like? It's just, uh, it's just unbelievable. It's just like packed, and it's uh, everyone's yelling and screaming. It's just. Uh, a real fun environment. I mean, when we used to go to the game, we used to just have the guy playing the piano or the organ. But now that we got all these all these light shows and stuff like that. It's uh, it was uh, really nice to go see. I haven't been to a lot of uh, NHL games since I retired, so it was nice to get back there and take a look at it. And uh, uh, they got a good thing going in Vegas, that's for sure. Very cool. When you were playing, who had the loudest home crowd? Bar none, Chicago. The old Chicago. Right. 
old Chicago Stadium with that organ and the national anthem it would just send uh, shiver, uh, shivers up and down your spine for sure. It uh, what a what an atmosphere they uh, had at the old Chicago Stadium. It uh, was a uh, you look forward to going in there and playing. That's for sure. It was just uh, uh, so loud and uh, anytime they scored against you, it was just. Uh, uh, really something neat to see. I don't even think that new building in Chicago can compare mm. to compare to the old one for sure. Huh, that's interesting. Here in Toronto, where I am, uh, it's very quiet. It's very subdued. A lot of corporate seats. Not a lot of fans are just going crazy. But I have noticed when I travel to places like Florida, Tampa Bay, um, the Toronto fans there almost outnumber the home crowd and they're louder there than they are at home. Yeah, they, there's a lot of retirees down there in, in the Florida area and stuff like that. So yeah. they, get, they get down there and cheer them on. But you're exactly right. Toronto and Edmonton, and those buildings, they're pretty quiet. Like, I mean, we were winning the Stanley Cups and they were still pretty quiet. I mean, it got a little... Uh, uh, chaotic there for sure when we were clinching and stuff like that and we were both to hoist the Stanley Cup but I think there and nothing against the, the fans I think that uh, Toronto and Edmonton you know the fans are more knowledgeable maybe you want to mm, say yeah and yeah. Uh, I was sitting beside a guy in the glass there and uh, uh, there was a delayed penalty against Minnesota and so the goaltender gets pulled, obviously, and he's yeah. yelling, he's yelling to the goaltender to get back in his net. What are you doing? You got to put your goalie back in the net. <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't get the concept. So I explained it to him, and he said, "Oh, okay." He says, "You know, so they're still learning down in Vegas a little bit, but uh, that was that was pretty comical. You know, he was yelling and screaming for the goaltender to get back in the net." <laughs> too funny. That's great. Well, let's hope uh, the fans can gather around the Kings for uh, the game against the Ducks, and uh, then when they come home against Vegas, they uh, bring it loud and proud. Yeah, I mean, I know it's been a difficult season for, you know, fans and uh, the organization as a whole and the players in the dressing room. But, uh, you know, they got a lot of great pieces in the puzzle that uh, have been served in the lineup the last few games here. And uh, it's going to be a real bright future for the LA Kings moving forward. So, you know, this season will uh, go into the history books uh, and it'll all start fresh again back in October. But uh, they got some exciting players coming up. Like you said, they're real deep in, uh, real deep in uh, net, and they got a lot of good veterans that are going to come back. So that organization and that franchise is in good shape right now. You know, it's always sad to see another end of a season here, but I think the playoffs are going to be real entertaining this year. It's uh, like we've—I don't want to be repetitive. It's too bad the Kings aren't in it, but uh, you know, every time uh, you win and. Uh, uh, you keep winning, you're going to have your down years. Now it's time to rebuild and get back in the playoffs next year. Ups and downs, peaks and valleys, right? Yeah, yeah that's why you just got to stay in the middle. You got to stay off that roller coaster, Red. All right, and stay on the bandwagon. There you go, yep. Always cheer loud. Always cheer loud because I tell you what, win, win or loss, uh, the entertainment value of uh, going to an NHL game is unbelievable nowadays, and uh, I saw that firsthand on Friday night. All right, so you fans out there, grab some tickets and send off the Kings in style on Saturday, April 6th against Las Vegas. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.